Hi there, my name is Erica West, and today I will be talking to you about modeling bridge damage for experimental purposes. This project is very tied into my team's larger work. We have developed a bridge monitoring system using an iPhone and an inexpensive attachable accelerometer. The system has shown promise when analyzing healthy structures against established methods, but the truest test for any health monitoring method is to be able to detect when something has gone wrong. For some background, there are over 11,000 county-managed bridges in Nebraska. Around 16% are officially considered structurally deficient, and 36% are at least 50 years old. Many of these aging structures are in rural or isolated areas, making effective health monitoring and evaluation very difficult, often relying on qualitative visual inspections instead of anything more quantitative. One method of quantitative monitoring is using accelerometers. Accelerometers can measure minute changes in acceleration and can detect natural frequencies in structures. High-quality ones are sensitive enough to detect damage in structures using vibrations and fundamental frequencies. Unfortunately, that technology is very expensive and often out of budget for county transportation departments. That said, not all accelerometers are quite so advanced. A great example is the accelerometer in your smartphone that lets you view 360 photos. While these accelerometers are inexpensive and widely available, they're not very sensitive. The most precise thing the average smartphone accelerometer will have to do in its lifetime is use the Level app, so why waste money and chassis space on anything horribly advanced? Despite this, there have been indications that smartphones could be used in bridge health evaluations. In 2015, a research team found the first fundamental frequency of a bridge using only a commercially available smartphone. Though the phone could not measure anything more sophisticated with any accuracy, it does show the possibility of incorporating phones into inexpensive testing. Once properly developed and tested, our system could provide more accurate and complete updates to remote bridges at a price that counties can afford. As I mentioned earlier, the system has been tested on a number of healthy bridges to compare with established monitoring methods, but now we need to know how it handles damage on a bridge, which means we need a damaged bridge. With the permission of local government, we plan to take measurements of an existing bridge before and after inflicting known damage on the structure. In order to optimize the data we receive from this, I have modeled various types of damage in the SAP 2000 software. I was looking for damage that both dramatically changed the stress dynamics of the bridge and posed very little threat to the general public. I assumed the structure was non-composite, meaning the concrete deck did not hold its own weight. Of the damage patterns I had time to test, deletion A and deletion B changed the stress dynamics the most while not breaking from sheer force. All data and results will be focused on them. Here we can see an approximation of stress levels and the moment levels for both the original undamaged M164 bridge and deletion A. The stress is in reference to sheer force, which is how likely it is for a beam to be cut clean off, and the moment is how the forces are attempting to make the beam bend. Note that the figures show the absolute value of measurements to best illustrate overall dynamics. As you can see, the shear stress and moment are both very low and symmetric about member 8 for the original structure. Deletion A was created by deleting the highest stress section on the structure, which happened to be the leftmost portion of member 2. As you can see, the shear force has been majorly redistributed when compared to the original, but the moment has only shifted slightly. Deletion B was created by randomly making variations of deletion A, 
and is missing the leftmost section of both member 2 and member 6. When we compare deletion B with the undamaged structure, we once again see a major redistribution in stress dynamics, but also much different moment readings. As we look at the highest readings from each model, we can see that both the original structure and deletion A are very safe overall, but the same cannot be said for deletion B. The safety factor is below 1, meaning that a structural failure is very likely. Based on our initial requirements, deletion A is the better option. While both patterns provide measurable damage, deletion B is simply too extreme and poses too much of a risk to the public at large. In conclusion, deletion A is recommended for optimal testing. It should let us test severe damage on a bridge while keeping the structure as safe as possible. I would like to thank my entire team, especially my faculty advisor, Dr. Lenzel, and my postdoctorate mentor, Samira Ardani. This research was funded in part by the National Science Foundation through the Research Experience for Undergraduate Program. Thank you.